Welcome to the Sub Pop Cult Podcast. I'm your host, Michael McGruther. And listen, we've had a very big moment happen in the culture. And I'm going to spend time talking about it today. And I'm also going to spend time talking to you about what I just did the past three to four weeks of my life, letting the narrative marinate on the truths that I had exposed in this small podcast and letting some of the players reveal who they really are in relation to the very first authentic win in the culture by the right in many years in the form of the independently produced feature film, The Sound of Freedom. First, the marination. What I did is I spent three years making weekly podcast episodes. It's explaining in in detail, understandable, articulated detail, how the decision-making process happens, and most importantly, why the decisions are made, the way they're made, and how it maintains a power structure based on storytelling that removes power from the American people and keeps it securely in the hands of media professionals and government politicians working together to keep us basically imprisoned by their storytelling when we are the authors of our daily lives and our daily story is nothing, for the most part, like what is broadcast to us on television and embedded in movies. So this fact of the culture, that it all runs on storytelling, and this other fact, which is that people very far from power have no voice, no say in this storytelling because it's operated from top to bottom by corporations. These facts equal a very difficult road to take and a path to follow and a wall to climb and all these different obstacles that must be overcome in order to undo this. And one of the ways you overcome those obstacles at a personal level is you stop participating in them so it slows down the entire narrative. Now, a lot of people, by default, have stopped participating because it is summertime. In summer, most of us are going on vacations, spending time doing different things that we might do in the winter, being with family, barbecuing, there's the 4th of July, there's all these different things that we get to do, there's sports, there's swimming, So everybody kind of dials back a little bit. There's only one group of people who never dial back and take a day off, and those are punditcrats, because their job is to keep you permanently agitated and forever focused on things that are irrelevant to you and make no sense. And the more you do that, the more they get to keep doing what they do. So they try to keep you right there, but it's not working anymore. And it's not working because conservatives at large are wising up Americans at large are wising up. The wisdom comes from the experience of multiple iterations of the same storytelling. I can't believe Ben and Jerry's got rolled out again as a bad guy. Ben and Jerry's has nothing to do with anything. You either buy the ice cream or you don't. And who cares what the opinion is of the ice cream company? But to make you care about the opinion of an ice cream company because they said something offensive or whatever is the same dumb trick that we keep letting the system play against people far from power, which is pointless. Just don't buy the ice cream. Don't fight it. Don't pull pull into their, don't back into their pre-established frames of arguing over how an ice cream brand disrespected America. 
You give too much power and importance to the ice cream brand when you do that. There's people who know this. And so they try to find things day after day to draw your sophisticated human mind into something trivial and stupid and pointless. And ultimately, time to just waste your time while everybody else is enjoying summer and on vacation. Remember that your life is your time, and how you spend it is up to you. But that the life of a pundocrat is stealing your time and spending it on themselves and their effort to waste yours. I don't like this practice. I don't think that it's ever going away, but I know that it can be pushed away from the side that has no power. That's why you've seen people who are conservative who broadcast themselves as conservative, but who are grifters, suddenly have a dramatic negative response to the success of The Sound of Freedom. This is a very, very telling moment. It shows who understands the culture war, and it shows who does not. And those who do not never really ever want the culture to change, because if it does, it's the end of what they do, unless they can do what their conscience won't let them, which is admittedly move where they belong, which is to the left, agitating and antagonizing for a living. This increase of snarkiness as the way to communicate to the people that you want to follow you is backfiring, just like on the left, the overuse of kink and sarcastic sexual jokes is backfiring on them. Both sides operate at ridiculously dumb extremes. The left's has been more successful because it's uh, very easy to press the buttons of all humans when it comes to sexuality and get them worked up. I mean, show me pictures of beautiful women all day, scantily clad, I will look at them. I know how to avoid them in my life, but every male who is straight sees that and is just has a reaction. It's just the way we are designed. So. That is in advertising everywhere. It appeals to straight men. They have commercial advertising appealing to gay men. They have things appealing to cat ladies. Like everybody has something sent to them that appeals to them through the system tied to some sort of marketing or product or narrative that helps politicians, except people far from power on the right who are sold sarcastic outrage takes about everything the left does. Man, it's so easy to beat something when you just start building your own thing. And you can't fall for the trap that it has to be built on some opposite ground of the other side. No, you build it right in their backyard, right in their front yard, right down the street. Because the whole point is not to defeat the system and make sure that it never, ever can breathe life again. It's to take over the system and breathe life into the culture the true way that maintains the American ideals and uplifts your neighbor and yourself and helps our country heal its ridiculous divisions while at the same time jettisoning jettisoning our obnoxious, ridiculous, power-hungry, bad examples in the political sphere and the entertainment sphere 
that offer us no solutions, but more ways to solve their desire for more money, more power, and more spotlight. So let's talk about something that none of these people can talk about, which is the realities of how difficult it is to produce and release a motion picture on the scale and with the box office success that The Sound of Freedom is currently doing. I know that there's an argument that it was based on QAnon conspiracy theories. Okay? It was based on false stories that were embellished upon about child trafficking. Okay. Really what happened is the same pundits going against this movie are the people who made those talking points normalized, regularized, reiterated, repeated, and used to lose the 2020 election. And now that thing that they thought they had abandoned and that they used so nicely to screw everybody over, following nonsense, some people, very smart, said, you know, that thing that is being blown out of proportion is based on stuff that really happens. It's based on events that really do occur. Maybe not in the way they were presented in the political narrative of QAnon and all the ridiculousness, but it's a real, real problem and nobody ever pays attention to it. Even in my own little town, over here in Pennsylvania, I read the paper one day, and some girls who were illegally here were being prostituted out by a couple of guys who were illegally here and kind of kept them as their, uh, basically, they were making money off them, prostituting them. Exactly what you saw in the film. That's happening all over the place. So it's a real thing. And the punditcrats use those talking points to sink a side from having a coherent voice and a coherent way to express itself and essentially losing the 2020 election for Donald Trump. Yeah, I do believe it was stolen, but I don't believe it was stolen in the way that these folks pretend. They were in on it in some ways. And many of them have figured that out. And that's why there's a kind of strange silence coming from some people is the moment you realize you are the useful idiot and you can see the useful idiotic things you've done it's a moment of self-reflection for those who are going to come out of it and be useful again to the people that need them instead of the system that wants to bleed the people that need them so with this revelation happening and people realizing that they created a big nonsense storm and then smarter people took the true elements of that nonsense storm and they turned it into a profitable, successful, independent film that forces the conversation to change in the direction about this one topic which is real and does happen and is authentic no matter what they say. That's why they're mad. That's why one side... The grifter class is mad at the other side, which knows how to get involved and knows how to put out something and meet the audience that's been created and serve them something, but at the same time, cleverly, brilliantly change the conversation. 
This can't be understated. There's very clear lines being drawn here. There's people whose only purpose is to prevent this from happening, and they got caught, and it got used against them, and now it's launched a movie studio that had originally just done a Bible-driven TV series. You can't do those forever. It's moving in the right direction. Angel Studios is evolving in the right direction to take over the culture. What happens is once you put a movie in production, every bit of the movie has departments. There's the wardrobe department. There's the camera department. All these departments represent big, important parts of making the movie. And the departments have department heads. And wouldn't you know that almost all of the time, the further down you go, the less inspired the person is working on the movie because they really should be directing. Or the other person could have written it better. Or the guy who's the customer really doesn't like that guy because the way he treated that other guy, who's his friend, so he's going to sabotage him on set. All these little sabotage dramas are happening at all times, everywhere, all at once. Even at the studio level, you can sell a movie to a studio executive and have him give you a commitment that you're going to make it, and all these things are going to happen, and that guy loses his job, he's replaced by someone else who has a different agenda, takes every project he bought, shelves it, moves it, says, now we're going in a different direction. All those things happen every step of the way when you're trying to make a motion picture, whether it's independent or whether it's at the studio level. The only people who don't experience this are auteurs. A guy with a camera who takes some money and he goes out and shoots a story with his, him, him and his friends and they put it on YouTube. Those guys, they don't have these department head battles going on. And ultimately, the auteur filmmaker is the filmmaker of the future, in my opinion, who will make the great cinematic art that will lead to the new voices that end up occupying the system, that revive it over time with fresh takes and classic storytelling that builds up who we are. But back to the facts of being caught red-handed the conservatism incorporated pundit movement which fixes nothing solves nothing agitates everything just got caught and had its one of its things used against it because it really was based in truth this is liars getting captured and having their lies be made more profitable because the small truth that was in them is all that matters and the small truth that was in them is a big issue. And the small truth that was in them is not why the pundits were pushing it in the first place. The reason pundits pushed the child trafficking stories QAnon style is to help you create data that made you seem crazy. And now, with the movie coming out and being well-received and forcing the system and forcing newspapers like Variety to write about how it's a surprise hit, all of those things takes their effort, squashes it up like a little paper ball, and throws it in the garbage can. And that pisses off people who do nothing for a living but screw over their fellow Americans using fake storytelling and punditry. Because why? Somebody in their life promised them something, but I already know how this ends. They're never, ever going to get that. We used to live in a time where pundits weren't so widespread. They came with the technology that enabled it. You had to go find on that weird cable channel 
the people who behave this way. But now that weird cable channel is commingled in with real news and things that you read on your Twitter feed, your Facebook feed, or your Threads feed, whatever it is, there's always going to be this element of the bullshitter embedded with the real things, always trying to mess it up. For that reason, our best way to avoid that is to really focus on culture and the results of culture. Because those things aren't communicated generally in agitating terms. Culture can be something that we all understand and we all use to communicate with each other as our authentic language that supersedes the political talking points because it's culture. Take Sound of Freedom again as an example. What is it going to do to the culture? It's changing the conversations that people have. And what are the pundits trying to do? Prevent that. But they can't succeed because people talk and people share things. And when I look across social media, the folks that are saying, you know, there's this was a moving, th- this is an important subject. We really should talk about this more. This is the doorway to unsexualizing your children by corporations. This is the doorway to returning childhood to its innocence. When you think about the ingredients that run each side, and I tweeted this this morning, so if it sounds familiar, I apologize, but everybody on the left is really good at sarcastic kink. They're sex jokes, dirty jokes. I mean, I just, for fun, smoked a joint and I checked out Ted for the first time in many years with Mark Wahlberg. And I was struck uh, at just how scenes that are funny go to that next level to where they're just disgusting and no longer funny. And that's the cliff that the left runs off of with its people every day. And it used to be fine because it was profitable and, and it was fun to watch. But it, it stopped being fun to watch years ago when the world got more serious. And so nobody gave these creators the memo that your joke about the kink is no longer even interesting. As a matter of fact, it's an actual turnoff, no longer funny. It's too prevalent everywhere. But the next big thing that people crave and want and need in their life is hope. Hope can be manufactured to be something it's not. Hope for these people to be treated the same as these other people because of who they want to sleep with. It's not really an authentic hope. Because the authentic hope is hoping for the better of the other in totality. Not in some minuscule, small way that's not even real and everybody knows it. The hope is for children to remain children and for adults not to monetize the sexualization of children, which increases the appetite and bad people for sexual encounters with children, which increases the appetite for people to steal children and sell them in that way. Everything is symphonically connected to what we reiterate, what we say, what we value, who we are, what we do. None of this is disconnected. So these folks who come in and professionally chop suey every conversation are the biggest losers among us. And many of them 
are starting to realize it. Let's make them all realize it. That if they are not doing anything that serves unifying the American people, they're on the wrong, the wrong page. That time of division is actually past. My phone has rang. I got calls from people I haven't heard from in a long time. Bridges are wanting to be rebuilt. American unity is now a necessity. Reasonable amounts of hope for the good things is now desired. All of this change cannot be stopped by a few bitchy punditcrats who got caught working for the other side in such a way that it's undeniable. Let's remember who we are, Americans. We're hopeful people and we're sincere people. And people who try to speak for us from a point of view of fear and chaos and paybacks and agitation, they don't speak for anyone except the people paying them to speak that way. <laughs>